Howdy, friends. My name is Trisha Preby, and I am glad to welcome you to episode number 25 today of the Laundry List podcast. I am here with a one and only Bethany Hager. And by here, I truly mean she's here today, not just the figment of our imagination or the silent bystander to our discussion. She is here, and I am excited. I'm sure you are too. This is the podcast for List Junkies, where we talk about important things, trivial things, all the things in between, and we do it by presenting you with a new list. We do have a new list for you today, and we are thrilled to jump in. So let's go ahead and do it. Bethany, I missed you last week, and I feel like this is the reunion episode. I enjoyed hearing the conversation between you and Lisa, Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed remembering that I was once a part of it. You were definitely part of it. Um, But whatever happened with my stupid microphone to make it that I had to be edited out, that's okay. It was it was kind of fun to be a, a spectator. So I almost played a clip in last week's episode of how bad the audio recording was. <laughs> that way I could prove to people that you and I were not really having a fight. For real. And then I realized maybe I was working too hard to make a case for people who believed me when I simply said we were having audio problems. And so I decided against it. They don't think that you came down and put me in a barrel. You know, there are a number of solid reasons why I would never do that. Mm -hmm. But one reason is because you are my lawyer and I will always keep you safe. That's right. I'm on permanent retainer. You have to keep me around. Permanent retainer is absolutely right. Now, speaking of the last episode, and just in case, listener, you don't quite know what we're talking about. In our last episode, we did a Q&A with one of Bethany's coaches, Mm -hmm. life coach Lisa Penny. And so if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, go for it. And you'll also understand what I'm referring to when I talk about Bethany not being part of that episode, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But in our last episode, I did tell our listeners that I would give you the floor, Bethany, if there's anything you want to add, anything you want to dispute from the last episode. So is there anything that you would like to cover today? I think the only thing I would add is to kind of reiterate what you said. Lisa is somebody who's been very helpful to me. Mm -hmm. So I was so happy to have her be a guest on the show with us. I think we should have her back. Um, There was, like you said, a lot of the conversation that wouldn't fit into the 30 or 40 minutes that we let the podcast go. Um, So it'll be worth it to have her back. And then I can add some of my thoughts at that time that needed in. I I would say now that in the past week, um, following up from some of the conversations she and I have had and what she talked about, Mm -hmm. which is her topic is kind of listening prayers and hearing um, your heart, taking your heart to the Father. And so there's a really good video series that somebody introduced me to this week. It's called Voice of the Heart. Okay. It's a teaching session. It's based on a book by the same title, Voice of the Heart. I think the author is Dodd, D-O-D-D. And um, he goes through this really good explanation of the eight basic feelings that all humans share and what happens when you allow them to grow in your life. And and then what happens if you kind of squash them and are impaired in your feelings? It just further encouraged me to keep listening. Um, yeah, 
Lisa's been very helpful, and I think um, we'll enjoy having her on again sometime. Sounds good. Now, right before we hit record today, Mm -hmm. you told me that you have something you want to talk about or something you want to bring up, and I am kind of sort of dying of curiosity. (laughs) So what do you want to talk about? Yes, I wanted to get your thoughts on a couple things. Okay, so I saw this statement come across several friends' uh, like social media feeds this week. So I'm going to read it to Trisha and just get your feedback. Uh Uh-oh. All right, here it is. When girls say they are, quote, running errands, Mm -hmm. it means they're doing like one important thing and then getting coffee and going to Target. Trisha, what say you? Well, I'm assuming it's meant in a lighthearted way, so I'm going to try not to take it too seriously. Mm -hmm. But the very first thing that pops into my head is how sad I am because I am actually not one of those girls who can, quote, run important errands and end up at Target. Mm -hmm. I am literally 79 miles from a Target. Can we just stop and have a moment of silence for that? I know my husband is probably very grateful for that, (laughs) but I am very sad. I live very far away from a target. And the second thought I have is, and I don't mean this probably to sound as serious as it's going to come out, Mm -hmm. but I really don't like broad sweeps of any one group of people. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a lot of women who could care less about going to Target. And I don't know, a lot of women are really running a lot of important errands and not ending up at Target. So I guess that was my only thought listening to it because it didn't really give any qualifiers, but I'm probably taking it too seriously. So listener, if you are shaking your head, I completely understand. I tend to take things probably more seriously than I should. What are your thoughts, Bethany? Yeah, I think it was meant to be funny, but you bring up a couple good points. And one, I would agree, we have to be careful how we just categorize and lump women into all one category. Mm-hmm. And I I wonder if that comes to our mind first, just because recent weeks, there have been stories where it's highlighting kind of the failure um, that we've had in that area of saying all women must be like this, or all men are like this. And we're just learning that you can't, uh, it's not really right to to treat the, the sexes that way. Um, and then the other thing I thought of as you were talking is lumping together this idea of errands, running errands, and then saying there's one important thing that they do, and then they do coffee and go to Target. Okay. Well, now, let's not forget, why are we saying that coffee and Target are not important things? I think that we trivialize the relationships that women are good at. Hmm. Women have a tendency to value that social nature, the, the relationships with each other. And when we do trivialize it, then we're contributing a little bit to um, antisocial behavior because just conversations like we're having, is this important? Who's to say? But it could lead to something important because we're airing things out. We're talking. Um, So just grabbing coffee and going to Target could be unimportant. It could be very important. What does it lead to? What does it tend to? Fair enough. The way that it was written... Um, I think it was intended to be humorous Mm -hmm. and it did make me chuckle because I think that too. I say I'm going to run errands, but what I really am happening is that I'm escaping the house for a while. You know, I got to run errands, so I'm going to go have some solitude. So we do tend to do that, lumping it into this uh, important sounding task to just escape. And so that's funny. Um, But then I think there's an aspect of it too, where, where do you draw the line with humor? Um, 
do we need to just appreciate that things coming across social media can be funny and laugh it off and let it be light and don't think too deeply about stuff? Or do we need to be more conscious when we are producing content on social media to think about how it can be taken not humorously, that it, we may be intending it to be funny? But it may not come across that way. So, well, you know, Bethany, I am always here if you need someone to read into something for you. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for bringing that today. And please feel free to bring any funny meme that you see online that you want to discuss. I think that's great. Okay. I think that that was a great segue into our list for today because Target is definitely my favorite retail store, probably kind of cliche, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And today we're talking about five favorite things that we have enjoyed this month. Mm -hmm. So that is a great way to lead into the list. And I am curious, what do you think of the list for this month? This is something new that we're trying. Yeah, I liked doing this one. It was a good um, overview of the month and I got to look back. So I've been challenged recently in some coaching to keep a joy journal, basically um, things each day that kind of spark joy. Okay. And this was a good part of that because I got to look back through the month and rehearse um, just a handful of things that brought joy to my life in the month of March. So it was a good idea. All right. So let's jump in. What do you have first on your list? You know, I'll, I'll jump in. So my first favorite from the month of March was something that Trisha and I, and I, Trisha, I don't know if you're going to talk about this probably because it was a highlight. That first weekend in March, um, we had both registered separately for the virtual if gathering. Mm -hmm. And so we were messaging each other throughout that weekend. Did you hear this speaker? Did you hear this one? Um, so that was one of my highlights from the month. One of my favorites of the month was that If Gathering experience, which is still available online. They, um, if you if you did register for it, you can kind of add on access for the year. If you didn't register for it, I think you can probably still go get access to the recordings. So I just want to tell you like some of the highlights, some of my favorite speakers from that. The first one who I'd never heard before, but I loved her, Dr. Anita Phillips. Mm -hmm. Oh, I loved hearing from her. And I'm going to talk about her more later because she features in another part of my list this month. But in her talk at the IF gathering, um, I highlighted and circled this statement. She was talking about prayer as a response to anxiety. Mm -hmm. And she said, when you're praying, make your first goal that God would show up to prove he is who he says. And then I also enjoyed hearing from Pastor Michael Todd about launching out into the deep and getting out of kiddie pool Christianity. His uh, And you have to see that one. Yep. Um, his visual illustrations from that were so good. He was funny and he was poignant and he went deep. I mean, it was it was solid stuff. He said you have to move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and move forward into maturity. It was a good challenge. And then there was lots of speakers who talked about the gospel and social justice. I liked that emphasis um, this time. And they made the point that disciples of Jesus should embody both evangelism and justice because the whole gospel includes both. I really appreciated that. But I appreciated also one of of the speakers, I'm not sure I wrote down her name. 
Um, but she made the point that you hear a lot of talk about privilege um, in these discussions about justice and social justice. And so she said, you could be privileged for any number of reasons, but what you need to do with that privilege is not necessarily apologize for it or feel bad about it, but use your privilege to cross the line and show love to people on the other side. So whatever your privilege might be, don't feel bad about it or hide it. Use it to show God's love to people. Those were just a few things that stuck out to me from If Gathering, but that was definitely my first favorite from the month of March. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. It is not on my list for this month, but I will add one thing. Okay. And that is you just referenced Mike Todd and sharing about kiddie pool Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I will just say that he had to be very committed to what he was doing. He sat in a kiddie pool while he was speaking. And I am sure that man was very cold after that. So I was actually kind of impressed. He kept his composure, kept on preaching. He sure did. And actually, the visual was very compelling. So I appreciate that. And I remember it clearly. Now, I do feel bad because you just shared about the first item on your list pertaining to the gospel and justice and things you learned about God. And I'm now going to share the first thing on my list that is very trivial by comparison. (laughs) So the first thing on my list of favorites for this month is actually an app called Boggle with Friends. Mm -hmm. And it is an app you can play on your phone. Well, really anywhere you play apps, I guess I don't need to spell that out for you. You probably know more about that than I do. But I want to clarify very quickly, we're talking about Boggle not Scrabble. I know sometimes these get confused. Boggle is the word game you'll remember that is played using the plastic grid of the lettered dice and you shake it up and then you try to find words in sequences. And anyway, the app lets you play people online. And let me tell you why it's my favorite. It's probably not the most intuitive or creative app you've ever heard of, Mm -hmm. but It is the perfect pick-me-up when I'm in the middle of something that I have to think very hard about and I need a Mm two-minute boost before picking up where I left off. So I'm a writer. I do a lot of writing projects, especially at night. I do a lot of writing projects on my own apart from work where I also do a lot of writing. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes if I just need a brain break, I will do the game is a two minute round. Each game is a two minute round and it is so fun. And I, it's not one of these games where I can just play back to back and I get absorbed and suddenly an hour is gone. That's not how this works. I can truly play a two minute game. And then suddenly I feel sharper and more alert and more awake and all of that. And part of it, it's a word game. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, a game where you don't have to think or you don't have to engage your mind. Anyway, I don't know if I've sold you on it or not, but I love the app Boggle with Friends. And let me tell you what, if you go and download this app, find me. Mm-hmm. My name is at Trisha White Preby, which is my full name. Trisha White is my maiden name, W-H-I-T-E Preby. And I will actually link in our show notes to it. And please play me. That would be so much fun. And if you do, send me a message. Messaging is an option. I don't message people typically. But if you play me, having heard it here, message me so I can meet you that way. I think that'd be kind of fun. So what do you think of that? Bethany. That sounds good. I do like the game Boggle, but I hate the noise of the little dice jiggling around in that box. 
So can you mute that noise on the game? Even better, it doesn't even make that sound. <gasps> Perfect. All right. So for our first item, you went heavy. I clearly went light. What is the second favorite item on your list for this month? Fine. It's springtime. It's lighter. We can have lots of different things that were favorites this month. My next thing that was my favorite was a favorite new book. And apologies to Trisha's dad. I actually have two favorite new books this month. Uh-oh. I get to see him briefly in a few days here. Don't get me in trouble. He's always honest for sneaking things into the list. So two new books this month that are my favorite. One of them you've heard me talk about before. It's this book titled Another Gospel. Mm -hmm. And I want to clarify that that title has a, a question mark at the end. So I need to say it correctly. Another Gospel. Nicely done. Because the point the author is making is there is not another gospel. Right. And if you try to have another gospel, then the one that Jesus gave us in the Bible, then you are off base and we need to defend the gospel as Jesus gave it to us. But she does such a good job of making it, um, putting it into what I would call layman's terms of how we understand the basic doctrines of our faith okay, and how we maybe are prepared, a little better prepared to have conversations about them in this world we're living in. So that was one of my favorite books. And then the other truly new favorite book of the month mm -hmm. uh, was Sheila Gregoire's book, which was released at the beginning of March. And the title of that one is The Great Sex Rescue. And all I'm going to say about that one is go get it. If you're married, get this book read it, highlight it, underline. I think I underlined probably half of the book. Hmm. It just is eye-opening. Um, maybe not eye-opening for married Christian women, honestly, um, because in hearing her talk about how that book came together, how it's been received by the women who have read it, what it's doing is bringing into the light things that Christian married women have known like deep in our souls for a long time were not right about the way we were taught about the marriage relationship. And it's dragging those things out and correcting them and helping us think the right way about what God intends in our marriages. So I highly, highly recommend that book. It's one of my favorites now. Fascinating. All right. So the second item on my list today is actually one that if I had been thinking clearly, I would have shared first. <laughs> that would have been more appropriate. So here we go. The second item on my list is another app, mm -hmm. but a little bit more spiritually minded. In fact, a lot more spiritually minded. The app is called Dwell. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've heard of it. It is a Bible reading app. And let me just say very clearly here at the beginning, I know that there are free Bible reading programs or apps out there. I have used them. And in fact, it is the reason that I really dug my heels in and did not try Dwell for a long time. Mm -hmm. Dwell does have a free version. It also has a version that I think full price is like 30 bucks a year. And then there are many discount codes out there as well to bring that down, I think to about $20 a year, which let's be honest, $20 a year if you're going to use a Bible reading app is not a terrible investment. In fact, I don't know how many better ways there would be to spend $20. But that said, let me just share very quickly why I think Dwell actually blows its competitors out of the water. Mm -hmm. First of all, I love its very clean design. It has options for plans. It has plans that it has created. You can kind of build your own plan. I also love the fact that they use genuine voices. You know, sometimes when you listen to some of these programs where somebody is reading the Bible to you, 
it can almost sound like an overly done Hallmark movie or religious movie. I shouldn't say that. I don't mean that as an insult. If you love Hallmark, I, you know what? That is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't sound like it is professional readers, even though it's very professionally done. Don't get me wrong. It sounds like somebody that you would sit and talk to. Mm -hmm. And it also comes with a very interesting feature where they provide a sort of quiet background music or quiet background noise that you can turn on and off if that's not your thing. But for me, it really helps cut down on the distraction. And for some reason, it becomes very, very engaging and very easy to listen to. And pretty soon I am chapters into the book and I have forgotten that I'm on a plan and that I've actually gotten ahead of myself. I am not even kidding. If you are at all on the fence about this app, I would just recommend that you go try the free version and know as you're listening to it that it's even better than that if you choose to invest. And it is it has really been helpful. I will just say this as well. Absolutely, I'm a fan of holding an actual paper copy of the Bible in my hands. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of us just going completely away from hard copies. I love books and hard copy. I love the Bible and hard copy. But if your spiritual life is in a place where you need to try something different, or if you just haven't even picked up your Bible lately, and you know you should, mm -hmm. then I would say go try this app. It might even send you back to picking up your Bible, which would be an excellent outcome. Yes. So go look up this app. Again, I will link all of the things we're talking about today in our show notes on our website, laundrylistpodcast.com. So if you are interested in trying it, you can find it there. All right, Bethany. Yeah, I've heard I've heard several people talking about the Dwell app and many good things about it. So the combination of music and calm voices or pleasant voices just it seems like it's something that's really been helpful to people and enjoyable. It really is a great app. My next favorite from the month was a new podcast that I found and it was following up from If Gathering. I looked up Dr. Anita Phillips and found out she has a podcast and her podcast is called In the Light. Mm -hmm. And it was so pleasant to listen to. Her voice is soothing. Um, the guests that she has on are phenomenal and smart. And here's the thing. So um, In the Lights, the name of the podcast, and it's the voices of women speaking on this podcast. I've not heard her have um, a male guest. Maybe she does, but predominantly voices of women. And then from what I can tell of the guests I've heard her have on so far, it is women of color predominantly in this podcast. And I mention that because that's important, I think, to to have those voices be elevated. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. We sometimes have an emphasis on just get the women's voices out there or just get the women of color out there. But I do think it's essential, no matter who you're listening to, that they also come with sound theology and true wisdom in what they're saying. And I have just appreciated that Dr. Anita Phillips brings biblical wisdom to this podcast. And it's coupled with the practical side of her training in uh, mental health. And she has very practical wisdom from that, but it's combined with the sound theology and it's this soothing women's voice. And it's women who are speaking to you like mothers. It's like sitting down and having coffee with a mama and she's just going to tell you, honey, this is how it's supposed to be. But you're going to leave feeling comforted 
because of spending this time in the light with Dr. Phillips. So I loved that. Yes, I love that you're bringing up Dr. Anita Phillips again, because I do have deep respect for her. I know you sent me the link to one of her episodes that was dealing specifically with something I would like to do more work on in my life. Mm -hmm. And I too found the episode that I heard to be very, very intriguing and very helpful. I do know that Dr. Phillips is a nationally acclaimed trauma therapist. Mm -hmm. And even just with the work that I do and the people that I come in contact with who are working with children who have experienced trauma, I do sit up and take notice when someone like Dr. Phillips is speaking. She does a great job. One of the things that she says that I just absolutely love, and it may sound simple, but it's also very profound. Mm -hmm. When it comes to doing the hard work of improving our character or overthrowing anxiety or rooting out bad behaviors or patterns in our life, Dr. Anita likes to say this, most things that seem complicated are actually just hard. And I actually appreciated her saying that because I think sometimes, and actually it's something she says often, it's one of her kind of mottos, I believe. But one of the reasons I appreciated her saying that is because I think sometimes I think if the work is hard, I'm not doing something right, and I should be finding a better path or a different path to fix something. And hearing her say, nope, sometimes complicated things are just hard is actually affirming that, well, the work I'm doing is necessary and it may just be difficult and I need to keep doing it anyway. So I'm really glad you brought her back up and I do think she is someone who is worthy of paying attention to. All right. And since I took so long to talk about one that wasn't even mine, <laughs> I will go ahead and make my third one brief, but it is no less important. It is very important to me that I make this clear as my third favorite this month. Mm -hmm. I found a new sweatshirt that I love and you know how important it is in life to have a sweatshirt that you love. Mm -hmm. It's like putting on a hug. Very well said, Bethany. Very well said. So I found a sweatshirt that I truly love. Love, and I also love the story behind the brand, if that matters to you. Mm -hmm. So I have some good friends. They're actually family. It's a family-owned and operated business in the Detroit area. And this family is working together to spread the good news on your gear. So they actually, by the way, this is Abby and David Doran. If you know them, this is amazing. They actually have four young children, ages seven, five, three, and one. So it's not that they're looking for something to do. They clearly are very busy with their young family, but they have created a brand that I adore. And I, I say this carefully because I don't want you to hear, oh, they're friends. Okay, that's cute. No, this is really good stuff. I actually bought a sweatshirt for my husband. Mm -hmm. It is a black sweatshirt. It is so comfortable. It is so soft. And on the outside of the sweatshirt or on the front, I guess, it says Jesus over everything. Mm -hmm. Now, I got that sweatshirt and I tried it on because I loved it and I decided not to give it to my husband. I haven't decided if that is stealing. And if you think it is stealing, just don't let me know. And if you think it is not stealing, please send me a message and affirm that I made the right decision. That's right. Because I love it so much, I kept it. And he's now going to know because I think he'll probably listen to this episode and realize what I have done. So I am very, very sorry, honey. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, it's a wonderful sweatshirt. 
It is made by wonderful people. It has a wonderful message and you are supporting a wonderful cause. So I would like to give you the address. You can go check out their gear. It is a long address. So if you need to just go to our website, laundrylistpodcast.com, you can actually see they are a link now in our margin on the right hand side. But you can also find the link there if you're in a place where you can't write this down. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Jesus over everything apparel and apparel does does have two P's, Jesus over everything apparel dot big cartel dot com. Mm-hmm. And I would just really encourage you to go check out their stuff. I really do not think you will be disappointed. I did get my husband a mug. So it's not entirely a waste that I, I ordered him something and he does love that mug. So go check them out. It is my new favorite sweatshirt. It is the one I reach for on those crisp spring days now that we're in spring. I'm sure I will reach for it again in the fall, which will be here before we know it. Go check them out. Nice. All right. My next favorite from the month was a new sandwich that I tried from one of my favorite fast food places, Arby's. I had never, usually I go to Arby's and I get like this one particular sandwich has been my go-to for years. I switched it up this month. I must be going crazy. Midlife crisis, trying a new sandwich. It is the Italian at Arby's. It's It was so good. It was probably terrible for me, but it tasted so good. And it was like comfort food. And I just have to mention, anytime you go to Arby's, you have to get a Jamocha shake. So the Italian sandwich and a Jamocha shake and your Jesus over everything sweatshirt. I mean, you get a hug on the outside and on the inside. What could be better? First of all, you're absolutely right, obviously. Second of all, I have never tried either that sandwich or the shake. So obviously, I need to catch up. And third, I just love the fact that your midlife crisis is a change in sandwich. That is really impressive. I'm just allowing myself to have mini crises all throughout my midlife. (laughs) Next week, she switches from Coke to Pepsi. (laughs) All right. So the fourth favorite on my list today is actually in keeping with this entire list, which has just been bad timing on my part. Anyway, this really just goes to prove to you, listener, that we did not compare our list today because this is another serious one on the heels of a sandwich from Arby's. Anyway, the fourth item on my list today is a television show. It is actually called The Chosen, and it is the first ever multi-season TV show about the life of Jesus. Now, if you hear that and you kind of have an inward little catch because you're not sure how a show about Jesus could ever do him justice, Mm -hmm. hold on. I understand. I'm right there with you. I am typically very cautious, maybe even cynical, you might say, when it comes to either movies or television shows that would portray the life of Christ. Mm -hmm. I do think that has to be done incredibly carefully. I know some people would just say it shouldn't be done. But if you are okay with the program being done well, I would say go and look at this and see if it's not something that you would love and that you would love to show to your family. It has been done very well. Now, I will tell you, I went and saw it first, or I bought it. I didn't go see it. You don't go see something that's on television. Saw it in my home. I first saw it because it is directed by a man named Dallas Jenkins. And Dallas's dad, Jerry Jenkins, is actually a dear family friend of mine, as well as my mentor. So I watched it because this is his son, and I'm going to be supportive. And I was 
blown away by the quality and just by the detail and the effort that was made to do this well. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's something, and I will tell you, Many, many people that I love and respect have also watched it and have given really their approval. I don't know. That's probably that's bandwagoning what I just did. But the point is, I do think that it's something that's worth your time. It is obviously in any situation like this, it is going to require some artistic license. We don't know every single detail of some of these stories. That's right. But I will say that what I have seen so far has been handled very carefully and handled very well. And by the way, it was crowdfunded. I don't know if you know this, but The Chosen wasn't bankrolled by some Hollywood studio. It was funded by over 15,000 investors who raised up more than $10 million so that this show could be created. So it is a crowdfunding campaign and it is so successful that it has gotten the attention of some pretty big sites and people and has gotten some good attention. And I just, hey, go look at it. And we're watching it leading up to Easter here, watching it with our kids, and it has created some wonderful, wonderful conversations that I would not trade. So go check out The Chosen. That sounds really good. Cool. All right. The last favorite from the month of March for me is a set of words. And these are the words, it's time to win. So we have an event coming up in the ministry that I'm a part of, and it is kind of setting the tone for kind of the future path of this ministry. We have um, accomplished some of the big goals that were set for us. We've come out of 2020, and now they're ready to look ahead and set some new big goals and move forward. And the phrase that's been going around the team as we talk about this is the phrase, it's time to win. And I love that optimism. I love how it, um, especially here we are, March 2021, people are marking one year since we had our two weeks to flatten the curve. And a lot of the United States anyway is coming out of this year. And I really feel like people are ready to shake off the slumber and the feeling of... What is it that's settled in on people? I think they're done. And I think for a lot of people, it is time to win. And so that's my new favorite phrase from the month of March. It's time to win. Let's go do it. Bethany, you always make an amazing cheerleader. I think you could rally me to do just about anything. And I don't know what that says about me. But yes, I appreciate your attitude and your desire to press forward and just your enthusiasm. And on that note... I'm going to go ahead and end with another very random one. It's full circle. Mm -hmm. The fifth and final favorite on my list for today is Ollie Vitamins, O-L-L-Y. You've probably seen them at your local anything store, Walmart, Target, any of the above. Funny how we started with Target and we're ending with Target. Anyway, I will tell you that maybe maybe you have had this experience, which is an experience that I have had more times than I can count. Mm -hmm. At some point every year, I have stood on the vitamin aisle at the store and looked at all these vitamins and thought, you know what? I want my family to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And so let's just take two different brands of vitamin C, for example. You'll have one brand that costs about, you know, $10 
$4. And then you have another brand of vitamin C that costs $14. And if you look hard enough, you'll probably find one that costs $40. Now standing there, I start to have these these inward conversations, right? You know, let's get the $4 one. Let's save money and be a good steward. Oh, well, no, because what if that means it's cheaper and it's not as good for you? And I really don't know anything about these brands. Okay, then maybe I should go with a middle of the line vitamin C. Mm -hmm. But who doesn't want the best for their family. I should really go with a $40 vitamin C. (laughs) And so you know which one I choose? None of them. I walk away and I will have that entire scenario happen again in the coming weeks and months. Mm -hmm. Well, finally, I was able to put an end to this because a pediatrician highly recommended the Ollie brand, O-L-L-Y brand vitamins. I promise you, if you do not know what I'm talking about, once you see them, you will realize they have been in your subconscious all along. This brand has vitamins across the entire spectrum from children's multi and probiotic gummies to women's multi gummies, to men's multi, everything. Everybody in your family, minus your pets, can benefit from Ollie. Talk to your pediatrician or your doctor if you have any questions. I am not a medical professional, but I am telling you that since we have gone on these vitamins as a family, and we have now been on them consistently for some time, they have made us feel better. I don't even care if it's in my head. I am just so thankful that we have finally found a vitamin and I can stop doing the vitamin roller coaster every time I go to the store. So if you're looking for a vitamin and you want a brand to research or to start with, look for Ollie Vitamins. Cool. Thank you for sharing your list. You too, Bethany. As usual, this has been really fun. And let me just ask you, do you have any home management tips to send us out today? So spring is in the air. We are finally coming out of winter. We are coming out of this year-long staying in your house. Hopefully, you'll be able to get out of your house very soon. Mm -hmm. But while you are in your house and it's spring, Go ahead and wash some windows um, because then you can see outside to the bright new world and just enjoy watching it come alive through your windows. That sounds like a great plan. And on that note, we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.